clock on the wall says uh, four minutes after one o'clock in the afternoon of Wednesday, the seventh day of September in the year 2022. This is Talk on the Block. And we thank you very much for joining us right here on the big station Q95. I'm Lennox Linton sitting in for Matt Peltier. Good afternoon, sir. I trust it all is well. And everything is everything. Everything is okay. Good afternoon to Mr. G and the Q family. Good afternoon to our Dominican brothers and sisters across the homeland and those who are further feel out there in the global community. Joining us via the wonderful technology of the internet. Very good afternoon to you. Hope you're having a great day so far. And uh, you're just about up and ready for the next uh, 50-something minutes or so talk. We'll, we'll talk until the 2 o'clock hour when we will make way for the Digicel Hour. This is Q95 in downtown Roseau. Then he started talking about the people on the street that walk in every Wednesday. He's going to arrest all of them and put them in the cell because he's supposed to get a letter from the, from the chief of police to do the walking on the street and those kind of things. Mm. The best name for them is the Dominican Taliban. Because th these uh, small groups of people uh, are bent on negatives, negativism, uh, bent on violence, bent on confrontation. We must let Edison James, we must let Ron Green know that the system of politics is equal to terrorism. We must tell them that they are committing acts of political terrorism on the country that we love. We must let them know that just as Obama is going after Al-Qaeda, we will go after them. We must let them know that we had enough and enough is enough. Whether they hide in Marigot, whether they hide in La Plaine, whether they hide in Salisbury, we neighborites are going after them. We must bring an end to the terrorism of the United Workers' Party. We must bring an end to the terrorism of Q95. We must bring an end to the terrorism of Frank Barron Chronicle newspaper. From our point of view, there is terrorism being practiced in Dominica by the United Workers' Party, particularly by the talking heads on Q95. Particularly by the talking heads on Q95. And just as Obama has a particular policy towards those who will threaten the United States in Dominica, where we have political activity threatening the stability of the country, action is required to counter the United Workers' Party, and the objective has got to be to drive them out of Parliament. Man to man, we'll mash them up. Woman to woman, we'll mash them up. Party to party, we'll mash them up, and gentlemen. Anytime, anywhere, any day, and gentlemen. And we have to find a way to send a clear message to Lennox Linton. You got so much deba, so much problem you caused for $1.2 billion. So much problem, stress, 
I mean, I mean, when is when are we going to a wrestling turn for that injustice against the people of Dominica? Take him, pick him up, and just go with him. And the guy, just go with him. No problem, Mr. Mister is a headache. The man is a problem. Then he started talking about the people on the street that walk in every Wednesday. He's going to arrest all of them and put them in the cell because they're supposed to get a letter from the, from the chief of police to do the walking on the street and those kind of things. Mm. But I've always said that the constitutional removal of the government that is right. was aided and abetted by the Constitutional Cool Wash Brigade. The Constitutional Cool Wash Brigade. The Constitutional Cool Wash Brigade. Well, 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 <laughs> no, but I want us to go back there, you know. Because there must always be some logistics behind the, prime the constitutional application of the, of the, the rule of law. Then he started talking about the people on the street that walk in every Wednesday. He's going to arrest all of them and put them in the cell because they're supposed to get a letter from the, from the chief of police to do the walking on the street and those kind of things.
hearing that one of the patriots walking this morning in Roseau uh, was arrested by police. I'm looking to get some details of that. Uh, El Dika John from the Salisbury area appears to have been arrested by police. I'm not sure for what reason or on what grounds, but hopefully you can get some details uh, to share with you before the hour is up.
chief of police to do the walking on the street and those kind of things. Talk of the block, good afternoon. Blessings to you, my brother. What's up? I'm good. How are you doing? I give him thanks. Uh, I would not be surprised if one of these days they come and pick me up at the hospital. <laughs> saying I'm instigating <laughs> and I'm inciting. Uh -huh. Because if this empress I know, as Bag's sister, okay. is being arrested for assault on a police officer, I would not be surprised if they come and get me. You yeah. get my you get my drift, sir. What they're doing is creating and controlling the narrative. Mm. Mr. Linton, I listen for the past couple of days. Even Dr. Thompson Fountain, blessings to you wherever you are, sir. Mm. Mr. Leaks with an expose based on the information with the American intelligence financial people. And you read something as well. How the eyes of the the American intelligence, where finance is concerned and money laundering and corruption, is on Dominica. So you need to divert the attention of the people. Now you create a new story. Interestingly, interestingly as you're saying that, there's, there's this uh, friend of a uh, top official of the government of Dominica. Well, he has a big position in the government. He is a, a big boy in the government. Uh, <laughs> who apparently the U.S. has some interest to the other in him. And this friend of the gentleman was... He was detained in the U.S. recently. Immigration authorities pulled him aside and had a lot of questions to ask him about this very same Dominican official, you know? Interesting. And, and, and took his phone and was looking into his phone for all sorts of things. It's a story we're following. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know some more. I'll let you know some yeah, more about that. But thanks. very interesting. In closing, thank you. In closing, you there with me, sir? I'm right here. The Lennox Lawrence, the Charles Sovereign, the Eustace Thomas, the Anthony Wadi Astrophans. People should listen to the wording, to the legal wording he's using mm -hmm. the, the the Roosevelt Skerritt and Reginald Austri and all the other people that are inciting violence and instigating crimes against people who have different opinions who does not support the criminality in government and then the police have done nothing but a sister who are there consistently, every time I come, I see her in the walk. Never, no, any disturbance, any disrespect, nothing. She's a very quiet person. But it's the same instigating and inciting. She's from Salisbury, Hector Spags, John's sister. Then create a big thing, Salisbury, people start to do things and everybody talking about Salisbury and they forget about how all of our um, international correspondent banks running away from Dominica and how we under scrutiny and under investigation, unemployment, the frustration, the high rate of murders and violence and crime in the country. So we will get something to talk about, to create the narrative. Have a blessed day, sir. 
Have a blessed day yourself. Joined now by the Honorable Danny Lugay, who was in the walk this morning. So I am confident that the Honorable Danny Lugay can tell us what happened and, and what's up with this story we're hearing about the arrest of Eldika John, the sister of Honorable Hector John, the parliamentary representative for the Salisbury constituency. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Mr. Linton. Yeah, it's um, unfortunate that Eldika John could have been treated in that manner. I cannot say that I saw exactly what happened. There are persons who tell me they have it on video. Okay. So a little later, I expect that um, videos will come out of exactly what happened. But no less a person than the president of the United Workers' Party, Mr. Baptist, he said to me that he saw what happened, and it's, you know, appalling that a police officer could treat a young lady in that fashion. She was pulled by her hair and her clothes from behind the barricade. So she, she obeyed the rules. She didn't cross the barricade, but she was pulled from behind the barricade mm -hmm. and assaulted in that manner. And then, and then uh, I guess accused or charged with battery or obstructing a police officer we will hear things like that <laughs> but um you know i'm just waiting on the videos to come to my phone so that i can disseminate but you know it was only yesterday i think on one of the recordings that you played that a gentleman a bus driver who met with minister raven blackmore spoke of what Minister Blackmore threatened to do. Let's listen. I have to let's listen. Um, no, if, that's, if not, what that's not where we are. We're here. Yes, let's listen to this. Then he started talking about the people on the street that walk in every Wednesday. He's going to arrest all of them and put them in the cell because they're supposed to get a letter from the, from the chief of police to do the walking on the street and those kind of things. Yeah, so that was Albert Joseph talking to us last week uh, regarding the meeting that he had with three government officials or three government ministers on Wednesday last week. And that threat was put out there by the National Security Minister Rayburn Blackmore saying that, you know, people have no right to be on the street and he's going to arrest all of them. I guess uh, one of the officers must have heard that or on the instructions and the person on the receiving end, the victim of, of, of that today was Eldika John. Yeah, well, my take is that we need to name and shame those officers, you know. We have to start doing that. When we get their pictures, we must plaster them over the internet because policemen must be held accountable. If the hierarchy of the force cannot discipline their officers who are out of line, we as citizens must find a way to cause them to hold them responsible for their illegal actions. I mean, you don't treat a young lady that way. She's behind the barricade, for God's sake. You know, and um, so we want to get the pictures, the video of, of, of that officer, and any officer who falls out of line. Those who are doing their job, we expect police officers to do their job. Right? You have a bigger responsibility. Yeah, yeah, I see if we can. Someone on the telephone, Hello. we're talking with the Honorable Danny Lugay. Uh, he was uh, in the walk this morning and uh, reporting to us on the 
incident involving Eldika John from the Solbury constituency who has been arrested by the police. Good afternoon. Yes, Mr. Linton, good afternoon. Mr. Linton, again, we have seen clearly where the Commonwealth of Dominica police force, through the Labour Party, they are very selective as to who they arrest and when they arrest. Mr. Linton, I'm going to take you back to a case in point where you have this guy, this talk show host on KIF, and they call Oprah, Conrad for the brother of Addis King, was caught red-handed hello 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 you you keep you you go for the story um you've you've repeated the story a number of times all right um we want to be clear that what we heard uh, and what was out in social media about the gentleman in question is referred to in law as an act of indecent exposure to a minor, all right? And the penalties right. for that in law are very clear. And I guess the question you have in your mind and the one you keep uh, underlining is why on earth was there no investigation? I, I heard there was an investigation and the investigation suggests that there was no contact with the child and therefore no crime was committed. The law doesn't say anything about contact with the child in terms of indecent exposure. If the individual causes the minor to see or to read an explicit sexual image or message, then that's the crime right there. And from what we saw, that is exactly what happened. All the elements of the crime were, were present in the action of the person concerned. And therefore, the question is, why was there no prosecution? Has there been no prosecution? All right? My point, my point exactly. And then innocent people that walk in the streets of Dominica for their rights, you want to take them and put them in jail. I mean, this is just scaremonger tactics. And I, I find I'm a, a bit disappointed in the people of Dominica. You know, because the amount of people that should be on the streets, Mr. Nathan, I mean, weeks upon weeks, we have, it's been unfolding. You scarcely have three or 4,000 people out there. I mean, what is going on, people? What's going on? What's going on? He asked. Yeah, um, well... My appeal to the people of Dominica, today it is Elika John, tomorrow it could be Danny Luge, or Lennox Linton, or you. No, but it's who, already who, you, Danny Luge, it's already me. We, we yeah. are before the courts. You are we listening, are, so my call... You, my, were, you were kidnapped. Yes, yes. By, by police officers on the public road. Yeah. How much worse did it get than that? Yeah. And, and they, they cannot tell you what your offense was. Why did they kidnap you? They cannot tell you up till now. And life just goes on as though nothing happened. Let's uh, take another phone call. Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. How are you doing, my brother? Young man, how are you? Fine, thank you. And good afternoon to the Honorable Danny Lugie. Good afternoon. Yeah, Lennox. You see, the, the last caller expressed a, a bit of frustration that is concerning to me too, you know. Mm -hmm. Because it cannot be Lennox that people in Dominica are moving together in peaceful protest. Mm -hmm. And then they sit there while we are protesting. And we allow policemen to just come and brutalize innocent people, women and young men. In your, in, your case, in your case, let's be clear about something. In your case, you were visited at, in, the, in the hours of dawn. 
five o'clock sometime recently, some months ago. Yeah. Descended on your home ramps ransacked in Margot. They took you all the way down to Roseau, uh, detained you overnight, and then left you like a bag of sugar by the side of the road for you to find your way back up to Margot, where they took you. And the charge was because you are you're, you're supposed to have um, incited what to commit treason, incitement to commit treason, incitement to commit treason. One one of those concocted bogus charges, yeah. So, and so, we sit there all the time, and we take that and we watch people come and brutalize our brothers and sisters in our presence innocently. And we don't uh, stretch a hand because you see, I'm disappointed that it is only Spag's sister who is who's arrested today. Because if I was in Ruzo, I suspect I would have been arrested too. Because I would, it, I it would gall me Lennox to just sit there and watch them brutalizing my fellow Dominican, my fellow brother or sister, who is who is um, protesting with me for a good cause, for a just cause, for a worthy cause. And we sit down there and we do not, and we just watch the policemen just brutalize our people without stretching a hand. And I'm saying that we need to change our mode of operations when we're in protest. We need to be truly our brother's keeper. We need to truly prepare our, our minds to fight for our brothers, to defend our brothers and our sisters when they are attacked. Innocently, we cannot just be only receiving end at infinitum and not trying to do anything to defend ourselves. Lennox, having said this, Lennox, while they are there making police brutalize people in, um, in Russo, weaponizing the police against the citizenry, you have a situation in Margot in our constituency where I found out on Tuesday, because, you know, on Tuesday, every Tuesday I go to sign because of that um, bogus charge of incitement to commit treason. And I'm listening to discussions of, of, about from frustrated policemen who are working. And Lennox, I am understanding from the discussions, because while I'm signing, my ears is open. I'm hearing policemen complaining that they have to use their vehicles to go and do everything and so on, because for six months, the Wesley Police Station and the Margot Police Station are without transport station. So the policemen do not have any vehicle in Wesley and Margot to, to do their work. Lennox, personally, that may be good to me because I need to be checking both. I'm police harassing me so much in Dominica already. If they don't have transport, that's, what, that's better even for me because I'm guaranteed they will not come at my home to harass me. But Lennox, Dominica and Margot is bigger than me, than Brian. And when I look at the bigger picture, especially we have the credit union there, we have the airport, we have the fisheries complex, we have a number of prominent business in Marigold, Lennox, and no police security. The village is at risk, Matt, um, Lennox. The village is at risk. It's a criminal come now and they decide they're going to hijack the credit union or go to hijack the airport or hijack a plane in the airport. The police from Wesley or Marigold are unable to respond in a, in, a, in, a, in a satisfactory way because Daniel Carbon and the entourage in the hierarchy of the police force sees it fit that Marigot and Wesley should stay without police vehicle. And I'm wondering, Lennox, if they're setting up Marigot, especially the Marigot area, for some criminals to come and do, commit some type of big crime and go away scot-free, either if it's murder some people for them or thief our credit union or do something and, 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 and get away scot-free. I'm wondering if that is what those criminals in, in office, that is what they're, they're thinking in their minds, my brother. Thanks a lot for the opportunity, my brother. All right, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. It's 1.38.
I wanted to share with you, and especially since the Honorable Danny Luger is here, because we're on this, this question of selective investigations, selective prosecutions, selective uh, convictions, it would appear, uh, on, on matters of lawlessness, law-breaking, people breaking the rules. And it is no different in the parliament, you know, the parliament of this parliamentary democracy, it is no different there. We have a lot of selectivity going on there where the rights of the minority are just trampled willy-nilly. And uh, anything goes. It, it is exactly what the speaker wants to do that gets done, as opposed to what is right and what is necessary to be done in the parliament, especially in terms of oversight, uh, responsibility for public finances and so on. But there was an interesting event in the parliament some years ago when then MP for Roseau Central sought to move a motion of privilege against a member on the government side whom he felt had behaved in a manner that threatened his privilege, the privilege he has in the parliament of being free from fear when he's performing the duties of a parliamentarian, the privilege he has of being free from fear was violated by that member on the other side with a firearm. And so Joseph Isaac sought to move a motion of privilege, which interestingly, the, the speaker seemed to have accepted at first but then after consulting with her masters on the government side, she changed her mind. You need to listen to this exchange. Honorable Danny Luger will remember it well because he was involved, physically involved, in that breach of privilege. And you say it's a motion of privilege that you're bringing. Is that correct? Okay. So if it is a motion of privilege, under what standing order are you bringing it? Under um, standing order 48C, Madam Speaker. I think it's a motion of privilege that you brought before me. Yes, Madam Speaker. And I'm going to permit you to read it. Yes, Madam Speaker. And thereafter, um, you will... It's, it's a motion of privilege. It will be subject to the rules. Yes, Madam Speaker. And as it is a matter of privilege, I have to, um, if, if what this thing is saying, you, you, you hold it out as being the correct um, yes, situation, then be it being a matter of privilege, I have to take it first yes, before Speaker. any other matter. And so you're making some very serious allegations in there. Yes, Madam Speaker. And if, if you're told that um, they are maintained, then it, it is a matter of privilege. Yes, ma'am. Um, you will read your motion. Yes. As I said, it's not in its correct form. But yes, Madam Because Speaker. it is a motion of privilege, I will permit you to. That was Speaker of the House, Alex Boyd Knight, in the afternoon session of the House of Assembly on the 23rd of May 2017. And then on the 24th, of May 2017, one day later, we heard this. First of all, um, Madam Speaker, for this, this, 
this debate to be interrupted, the members of this House have to be satisfied that it concerns a breach of a privilege of the House. All I'm asking the, the Honourable Member is to identify the exact privilege that will justify the House in entertaining this application. For clarifying, I was saying earlier that as a Member of Parliament, I think we should be free from fear in delivering or in de deliberating and delivering our, our speeches when the majority side debates. If a member on the opposite side is actually showing you an offensive weapon and say he's going to shoot somebody, there is no way you cannot be feeling fearful if you say the wrong thing in parliament. If you say the wrong thing in parliament, because he said his exact words, I will shoot somebody. So I'm not sure if it is me. And then after, Madam Speaker, see what happened in regards to privilege. The Honorable Danny Lugay went and told him, but how could you say that? And they end up in a, in a scuffle. So that means we are concerned with his emotional, psychological, and mental state. If, he can, if, if you can even think of coming to parliament with a gun, we must be concerned and be very fearful. Because here it is, Madam Speaker, they are saying that we are the ones causing the trouble, but even in the chamber of the House, we have a member coming with a gun. And Madam Speaker, I have some friends who are supposed to have people who, when we talk on the phone privately, they would tell me about God and how we must be Christian-like on the other side. But they would know step down there and try to defend and look for all kind of legal maneuvering to protect an issue where we are saying we are fearful. We are fearful on that side. And that is the privilege we're talking about. Yes, you want to add something? a point of clarification, I thought sitting here in the House yesterday, the Speaker had agreed that this was a privileged matter. And the Leader of Government Business actually pointed to the provisions of 50 10 A and B, where he was indicating a particular process that needed to be followed, beginning with a complaint. Then I thought that the House accepted that what the member for Rosa Central had brought forward amounted to a complaint, and then as a follow-up to that, there will be the presentation of the motion. So, so I'm not sure why we are now seeking to go back on what appeared to have been a ruling by you yesterday afternoon that this was a privilege issue and we're moving on from there following the advice given by the leader of government business that yesterday i said i did not know about this it was a learning experience everybody was having a say and no definite conclusion had been made by me now if as, as i said i was taking a matter to the Privileges Committee. The first thing the Privileges Committee does is see whether it's a breach of a privilege, you know. And so I, I sort of, in, with my suggestion of that, was sort of, if you want to put it like that, passing the buck. Mm. <laughs> passing the buck. The afternoon time is 146. <laughs> the Honorable Danny Lugazia, do you remember that? <laughs> yep, I was. <laughs> You're right in the middle of it? Yeah, I was right in the middle of it. The, you know, I ended up... You saw the, you saw yeah, the, the weapon? I was attacked 
by um, Dr. Daru. Mm. When I, was, I told him, how could he bring a weapon in the chamber of parliament? Mm. Something that should have been dealt strictly with the speaker. They brush that on the rug. And all we're getting is from bad doers. But I want to make a point because the main reason I'm here mm. is to call out the people of Dominica. Dominicans who are concerned about justice, peace and righteousness should find themselves by the police station in Roseau and camp out there until Eldika John is released. You know, this craziness must stop and, you know, that's where I'm headed. But I say I must come out there to call out wherever you're from. Mm. If you're interested in justice, righteousness and peace, in Dominica, you should find yourself by the police headquarters and demand that they release Miss John. Indeed, it is 147. Let's take some phone calls 449 3095, 449 3096, 449 3097, and 616 4257. The overseas line 305 432 9624. Good afternoon, Mr. Reynolds Linton. Good afternoon, Good afternoon. sir. Good afternoon, sir. Your police, your so-called so-called police department, will not stop brutalizing the citizens of Dominica. Here, here, and I pray it doesn't come to that. But unless they get a taste of their own medicine, that this only time they will stop brutalizing people. But if they, if they continue, the time will come. Remember when Moses was leading the children of Israel from Egypt and they were being threatened. God sent youth force to protect the, the children of Israel. So just let these guys understand. You can do as much as you want, but not as long as you want. The time will come when the police men will get a taste of their own medicine and they'll stop that rubbish on the citizens of Dominica. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Overland of Clinton and Overland of Lugin. Good afternoon, Mr. Good afternoon, President. Sir. Yeah, Isaac Baptiste here. Yeah. Um, I heard the statements of Mr. Honorable Danny Lugiri, what happened this morning with the walkers and Ms. John. What I saw happened is nothing more than police brutality. Straight and plain. Yes, that, that is, that, that's how I, I can, I, that's the only way I can describe it. Young lady was in front of the barricade going up to Kennedy Avenue where the police have been there, just next to the Burton Electrical there. The workers had barely arrived along that barricade because I was also in among the group and just arrived under the building where they have some, I think, what do you call it, <laughs> this gaming place um, at the corner of immediately opposite, looking towards the barricade. And within a flash, I saw a police officer grabbed the young lady while he was on the other side of the barricade. Then another one assisted and removed the barricade so he, that police officer, could get across. I did not even make out who the, who the people are because she was wearing a mask. Later on, I got to know who it was. And I, I, most of the police officers, I don't know them. I don't even know which one of them. 
and then he dragged her inside. We grabbed her by the she had she, she by her hair, dragged her inside, and actually got a heater against the the barricade, and brought her in, and others came to assist him, and brought her brought her away. You don't do that, and I do not care whether she had said anything to him or even touched him across the barricade. You do not do that to citizens. And I'm getting to now understand that some of these police officers are sent here to be personally to provoke the crowd. To provoke the crowd so that they can justify brutalizing people and so forth. I have attended one of these walks and when I heard what the Minister of National Security said, I said, I said, I'm going to be at the walk today. I am going to just because of the statement that he made to let him know that there are people in Dominica still who he cannot dictate the way he dictates. The law is there and he has to abide by the law. The Prime Minister of Dominica in the last sitting of the House of Assembly incited the people, provoked the people, when basically the only conclusion, the reasonable conclusion that you can come from the statement, the threatening statement made by the Prime Minister of Dominica was that if you are against my government, I will only, I'll either ensure that you are kidnapped or you shall disappear. Or you disappear. People disappear by kidnapping and death. So this is why I expected hundreds of Dominicans to be out there this, today to let this administration know that the people of this country are above any individual in the administration or even the opposition. And this is where we are. Right now, I understand this young lady is in the cell. The attorney is in there speaking, and his and her, her, her brothers and sisters are also in contact. But I'm calling on the people of Dominica who really care about this country and want to see democracy in this country to gather at the police at, 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 in, on Bath Road in that area to let and let their presence be felt to inform the police and the government of this country that you do not brutalize and encourage and facilitate brutalization. I also spoke on the mic at, but next to the police headquarters and advised the police command, particularly the chief of police. They should summon the officer who is the so-called the arresting officer and let him explain what happened because I am certain after he hears and he has it, if he has the truth from that officer, he will release the, the, that young lady, caution her if she wants to whatever and let her go at her home. And they can come after me, Mopapeyo. We have a spiritually evil man in the charge of this country. I have experienced it in Parliament, and he is spiritually evil. And unless the people of this of Dominica stand up in every way possible, we will not lose this country because eventually he has to go. But a lot of damage will be done to this country. And I'm calling on all reasonable Dominicans to stand up. Do not allow it to get any further. And I told the police there when I was standing by the barricade. 1979, I was standing by the Treasury building, and bullets were flying over my head because I don't know if they were just threatening or the, or the defense force could not shoot. But up to 17, 1979, it was the provocation of the people that brought it to that level. And the way the police and the fact that the police command is obviously taking instructions from the political directorate, the situation in this country is get, will get worse because the people will get angrier. It, it shocked me to see that they have blocked traffic 
going up to Constitution Hill to do what? To protect an individual? And even the traffic congestion in Roseau, you know, common sense will not tell you that you can. You say this is the workers, you put it there for. Let's just see if you are wrong, but you did it. The workers are next to the police headquarters. So why are you still blocking the Constitution Hill? It suggests to me that the police command is taking instructions from the political directorate. So they don't even know when common sense will tell them, well, I need to do this and change to give the situation. Lord, something is going to happen in this country. What you have is spiritually evil man. I experienced the evil in Parliament, and he's aware that I know he's a spiritually evil man. And you have an evil man in this, running this country, and the people must turn up to it. Mama Good night. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. Final phone call. Good afternoon. Right. Honorable Lennox Linton. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, my brother. How are you doing? I'm fine and dear. Danny Luge, the right honorable Danny Luge. How are you doing, sir? Good afternoon. I'm doing okay. Great, great. Gentlemen, you know, it continues to bother me on a daily basis. What these thugs are doing to Dominicans. I mean, what kind of country are we running? The things for them to pay attention to, they are not. They are busy with their corrupt practices, harassing the people, making people's lives miserable as they're supposed to, as opposed to making people's lives better. Look at what the St. Lucia minister said about our Creole Festival. Do we have a minister of culture in Dominica? I'm, I'm asking you, and I don't know, it doesn't seem so. Yes, we do. We, we have a minister with responsibility for culture, yes. <laughs> and up till today, he or she has not responded to what this minister of St. Lucia said concerning taking away our, 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 our Creole festival. He's not interested. I mean, what are, these, what are these people up to? What are these thugs? And you all refer to them as minister or this and that. It's a bunch of thugs, Totomaku, that are running this country. And, we can, and it's high time we do something to get rid of these ragtag pieces of cloth. All right, Carla. Uh, I mean, it is sickening, man. It is. That's all the time we have, though. Danny, your final comments? My final comments is that the people of Dominica needs to wake up. I'm headed to the police headquarters. I invite all Dominicans within walking distance and those that have access to a vehicle to find themselves and get ready to camp as long as it takes so that we could have back our sister because this nonsense must stop and we have to start to name as soon as I find out the name of that officer I'll be putting out his pictures so that the world could see who are the thugs who are in uniform brutalizing our sister. Thank you very much. That's all the time we have this afternoon. We'll join you again tomorrow for another edition and uh, that will be in the afternoon and the morning of course uh, Q95, the big station, featuring the hot seat. And I'll be here, God willing. Till then, love you, Dominica. God bless you all the time. Then he started talking about the people on the street that walk in every Wednesday. He's going to arrest all of them and put them in the cell because they're supposed to get a letter from the, from the chief of police to do the walking on the street and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. I'm warning anybody who seeks to undermine the well-being and welfare of Dominica, 
you will be dealt with in the swiftest and most direct manner, Mr. Speaker. continue to provide better health um, healthcare facilities, more trained doctors, more consultants, more nurses, more, more equipment, Madam Speaker. And I find it strange, Madam Speaker, like the doctor who works there, I see him criticizing the hospital, Madam Speaker. You, you are the one. I am not a doctor, Madam Speaker. You are the one paid by the taxpayers to give better health care. So if you're criticizing the Ministry of Health or the hospital, you must hold yourself responsible, IP. IP, IP, that's the, pro that's the problem now, Madam Speaker. That's the problem, Madam Speaker. But it, it, anybody who supports Workers' Party is a, is a dishonest person, Madam Speaker. This guy's not interested in nothing. So these are the guys who, who advise Linton to say that when Workers' Party come into office, they'll privatize the hospital, Madam Speaker. That's what it is. That's what these guys want. Also, when I tell you, Madam Speaker, it's a bunch of modern-day pirates, Madam Speaker. These are the things I'm talking about. Yeah. So if you talk, they want to talk, Madam Speaker. Let us talk. And they come there speaking in a stethoscope and so on, you know, Dr. IP and so on. IP doesn't want me to talk about IP, you know. 